Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ding dong. Hello? Yes, your Roy Fidel's, that's right. Back again with the master plan. Here on the Monday Locker Room, 9-11 Spectacular. It's about to go off. So sit back. It's time for your drive home at 5. Hacker Hameen, Timmy Baltimore, ready to tear it down. Controlled demolitions. World Trade Center 7 style here. ShadowAttitude.com. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, what's good? What's good? What's good? Uh, I wish I was better. I had a rough weekend, got hit with bad flu bugs, so i just been kicking out of that today. I had to take a little time off and do things uh, backwards today, so we got the SmackDown Live review done. And, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to kick out, man. If I look a little green in the gills, definitely uh, feeling it. So just took some migraine medicine, but I wanted to make sure you guys are getting your MLR, man. So, you know, no days off for the hacker. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I won't be hacking up along here on, uh, on the air too much, but I might have to go to the cough button once or twice. But uh, hopefully you guys had a good weekend, NFL weekend. Uh, man, better than my uh, Nephilim did, friggin' 40 to nothing versus uh, the hangman pages. Uh, yeah, it was a rough, rough start, but I do kind of like uh, opening NFL weekend because it gives you a good idea. Not that I'm a heavy better, uh, I'm a heavy better. Uh, that uh, who you can bet against uh, coming up forward. And even though the Giants are my team, it looks like I'll be betting against them most of the season based on that dog shit performance. So between them, the Bengals and uh, the, the Texans, I think those are safe uh, money bet parlays to take the other team uh, that they're playing against and, uh, you know, put put your chips on them because they looked like – shit so uh yeah uh, good times great oldies for the nfl kickoff weekend uh hopefully you guys had a, a good time with that as well man but already chat room's filling up for the afternoon drive home uh drive home at four or five whatever it is you guys are listening to us timmy baltimore has got the link he should be making his way into the locker room here pretty soon because i'm going to need somebody to hot tag me with here or I may pass out on air one of the two um, but either way it should make for uh great podcasting uh Oof. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot, man. The, there's some hot news on the sheets today, so I look forward to, to getting to it. Uh, it was good hanging with Big Stevie Cool this morning. He's got a new video out at uh, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel on Goldberg, Bret Hart on the kick heard around the world. So uh, that ended Bret's career. So I know that's blowing up numbers wise. That's some extra content for you, uh, WrestleHolics uh, today. So. It was, uh, you know, every one of those videos is just incredible. And if you want first access, you can always go to patreon.com slash Stevie Richards for that as well. He made it through his uh, weekend at the Universal Studios. I get worried about my man riding those goddamn roller coasters, but uh, he seems to be doing okay. So, uh, yeah. What else went down this weekend, man? I don't know. For me, it was a blur. I mean, Saturday night, Sunday were a complete wash. I just uh, was in a real bad way and 
took the old uh, COVID test and it came back negative. So it's just a flu bug uh, going around. But uh, yeah, it was uh, rough. I didn't even get to see the Bears game. They look like shit too. So add them to uh, the, the downside of the betting pool for easy money against any franchise team. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is. Give a guy $271 million and then he can't even throw one fucking touchdown. I mean, I wish I had that job, you know, uh, Hey, you want a shitload of money and, and suck at what you do? Here you go. Heck. Uh, but I don't suck at what I do. At least I don't think so. I'll put myself over. We've been doing this for a minute, building the community around us and they seem to enjoy it. So, uh, that was, uh, <laughs> rough for, for a lot of people who thought, uh, that, you know, just because you get paid doesn't mean you're going to get laid at the end of the day. You got screwed, but you, you didn't you didn't get your money plugged. So uh, Shane Strickland uh, also taking out uh, Israel Adesanya. I know that was a big cash cow for a lot of people who would put their money on uh, Strickland and some strange promos coming out of UFC that a lot of people were sending me. But in my world this week, it's all cannabis. With, so I've, I've been just going hard as hell on that. And Another thing to trigger me today, obviously, 9-11, uh, everything that is the foundation of uh, Ben Hameen. And a lot of people that I got respect for, I hate to sigh before I say that, a lot of people I got respect for that are still, you know, PTSD'd in the brainwash and want to pay respect to those who are lost. But they never even still, 22 years later, put out, um, you know, anything that goes against the official story or the World Trade Center 7 controlled demolition implosion and going after and hunting the people who really needed to be hunted from Silverstein to Bush to Cheney and the rest, man. So it's always a, a day of put heat on myself to try and rub somebody's face in it just a little bit. So they understand what the fuck is really going on. And really everything since then, and I'll say this every year until the world collapses uh, is based off of that. Everything from every school shooting to, to, you know, every uh, false flag attempt to directed energy weapons to whatever, because once we let them get away with that mass murder, uh, they knew they could do whatever they wanted to us. And they have. And uh, it's it's all a controlled implosion of uh, the American experiment for the 2030 new, new world order uh, to take over. And uh, they're going to do it. And uh, if you didn't know, now, you know, they want to decrease the population from six billion to eight hundred million. So. You know, it's the same thing of, like, I hate Bill Gates, I hate Fauci, I hate this or that or the other. Well, why aren't they being, uh, you know, <laughs> taken in with citizens' arrests and, and hunted off the face of the earth? Because until we uh, overthrow that ruling class, uh, then by 2030, we will be serfs. And who knows what the next Wuhan experiment will be that they unleash upon the world in terror to do more than you know, chemtrail, mosquitoes that they're putting out in the sky. Every bit of that is all part of this greater agenda to make sure you and I aren't here for a Monday locker room in the future. And uh, I think it's about that time to strike back, pal. But uh, it's easy to say as we sit here and thumbs up our ass talking about football and wrestling, you know, uh, instead of what's really going to happen. Uh, what should happen and what won't happen because of uh, the docile you just – keep giving them bread and circuses, man. Uh, so pretty, pretty crazy, but, uh, that's the life we live here. All I can do is use my, uh, ability to, to talk about it and have my community to try and get with like-minded people, you know, and, uh, it's tough to go through that PTSD. One thing I do like that about the community and bringing it together. And I felt bad because I wasn't really able to 
send too much love to him, but I know Billy Ray Valentine had uh, a huge uh, get together uh, with top nine uh, eleven minds and pundits and podcasters in New York City this weekend. And I saw our own Colin Wysong went, and Big Ray was there. And to see that man, and to see those guys get together and 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 try and do that, not even try to successfully do that, uh, is is um, is great. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, and I, all my love to those guys, dude, uh, the, they're, they're still there in the trenches trying to wake, I mean, wake people up or not let people forget. I think we're past the, the, uh, never forget, you know what I mean? It's just, um, insane. And could that be one of the first uses of directed energy weapons? And now whatever's going down in Yaoi Maui, uh, it's crazy there too, where people are just trying to go back to their houses and video of them being arrested or stopped from even walking on their property. The why is very uh, telling that something bigger is going on. And especially when Oprah and the rock show up asking for money from you guys to shake the coins out of uh, people's pockets who barely can pay their rent at this point. Uh, very, very uh, tough to even stomach that, you know? Uh, but uh, y'all, uh, man, uh, see a uh, chat filling up. Uh, Sean Nepal, he's on the same page, man. Uh, yeah, all you got to do is see that Tower 7 footage, bro, and everything else falls by the wayside. All of the, you know, the the bullshit that led us into two wars where hundreds of thousands of more people were wiped off the planet and billionaires became even richer through uh, wartime. I mean, we're doing the same thing now uh, in Ukraine. The, the entire shit is the same. And what labs, the bio labs do they have there? And, uh, you know, apparently uh, Putin's exposed that and all because uh, the Russians said it, it's not real, but uh, it's, it's real. It's damn real. Uh, uh, Scott Woodford with the joke this morning or this afternoon, why was 10 afraid? Because he was between 9 and 11. Yeah, points on that one for Scott Woodford. Uh, I, I, my favorite one is knock, knock. Who's there? 9-11, 9-11 who? said you never forget okay you got to whisper you got to get up close and whisper it in their ear uh you know so oh y'all uh uh bentley uh tc3's in the house he says what up ben you sat next to me at dynamite in racha-cha last year hope you're doing well uh i wish i was doing better today man i got hit with the nasty little flu bug here 36 hours i'm kicking out it went from my chest to my ears and head to my nose and nostrils to my guts and uh that wasn't uh pretty uh for the we did some our own bio attacks upstairs uh earlier uh, but uh i'm kicking out now so getting better and i need to because it's just a huge biz week for for everything i got going on with the dispensary business and court cases and all that so I'm just trying my best to, to kick out and get some energy and you guys get me charged up. I wanted to make sure you're getting your Monday locker room because you're the best subscribers here at channelattitude.com. Rochester, I think that's uh, Serena had uh, a match on that show. Might have been one of her last matches, uh, actually. I know I went to that show and I went to the Albany show. Um, so forgive me if I if I don't remember too much. I, I just remember going over and, and fabing and going and sitting over on hard cam side because it was wide open and there were nice seats over there. <laughs> uh, and it's cold blood. You're, you're goddamn right. There is no sick pal. Uh, so it's It's uh, it was a good time, man, uh, going out and seeing those shows. And that was, wasn't that Rochester show? Did I go to the Buffalo show too? I think the Rochester show was the show right after brawl out. And, and that's where they let the, they, they suspended the box and, and took the, uh, 
took the uh, titles off of, if I remember correctly. Uh, check me on that one. I don't think that was uh, Rochester. But uh, speaking of Chesters, Chesty LaRue's in the house, and uh, I'm glad to have him because I need a tag partner today, baby. Uh, don't have a cow, man. My man is back in the house. It's Timmy Baltimore on the Monday Locker Room. How you doing, pal? Pretty good, buddy. How are you? Good to see everybody. Uh, uh, sorry about the bad lighting here. Not at all. Not that you tune in for uh, my pretty face, but no, you look good in blue. Crip gang, Crip gang, what's up? Uh, I'm down. Uh, yeah, man, thank you, dude. I just needed to lay out. I, I sent that message to you at three, except for I sent it to the producer's chat and said that's how delirious I was at that point. So I just needed to recharge. I gave everything I could on the uh, SmackDown Live review and got some social media work done. And then all of a sudden my body's like, nope, that's all you're getting for the, the day right now. So I had to lay out for a minute. I forgive you. I mean, it's, um, is my levels too hot? Am I coming in too uh, hot? I think you're good. I, I can, I can good. pull you down on the, on the fader right here. I'm, I'm working with some new equipment and stuff. So. Oh, wow. Look at, look at the equipment on that guy. <laughs> uh, I'm almost begging for a, PSA agent to get a little handsy with me. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But as soon as you said fader, all I can think of it always goes to me. E hits a fader and the crowd gets lit. I start busting off some new shit. Stay so smoky that I almost fall off. I start inhaling it. I'm trying hard not to cough. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Lifestyles of the rich and infamous. Ice tea. Yeah. Uh, but happy uh, holiday, pal. Uh, hopefully there's no controlled demolitions here on this show today, bringing down. Uh, the YouTube channel and demonetization talking about WTC seven. I had to get my, uh, my dog shit in earlier, you know, everybody, uh, with the PTSD of, uh, you know, everything that's crushed the American, uh, this, this brought us to the American nightmare really at this point, uh, you know, and, and nobody, uh, still hunting those to the corners of the earth that need to be hunted and eliminated in order to get rid of the new, new, new world order. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I also like how uh, different guys had their own little like special, like Macho Man had a little, oh yeah, in there. But guys like uh, Virgil and, and Crush didn't really get their little taglines in. Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's the important stuff. Uh, back to the unimportant stuff of free speech and whatnot. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, there's a... Um, it's 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 such a touchy issue that it's almost like you, you it can't be touchy right it has to be across the board it just ha it has yeah. to be south park everybody gets everybody gets it right everybody yeah. gets it there can't be you can't show favor here and not there uh, right. uh cheap plug you know september is spinal cord injury awareness month right it seems like you know almost everything has an awareness month and that's and that's fine um that being said like being from like a physically disabled sect and like that being my i don't want to say tribe but that's that's how i identify um sure. you you know i am i have to be just as okay with uh the people fighting for uh disability rights as I do with the people that say, you know, drown them when they come out crooked or whatever. Yeah. That's a sound bite. That'll probably come and bite me in the ass. Uh, that's, uh, well, no, that's, but there, there is a but, sect of people who are like that. That are like that. Um, and, and it, I, it's, it's deplorable. It's sickening, but guess what? Like principles before personalities in the sense that 
I don't have to believe in what you believe in. I don't have to like it. I don't have to like you. Um, but I right. believe in your right to say it. Um, whereas if it doesn't cause physical harm to uh to someone else, and and you know, that's a slippery slope as well, without getting too too deep into it. But it's it seems like there is it's not so much about the uh it's it's about who is getting made fun of and their feelings. Like when did we become so? And and I'm a I'm a I'm an empath. I I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I go out of my way like not to. But when did we get so concerned with everybody's feelings that it stands in the way of facts and it stands in the way of discourse and debate and it's it's a sad state of things and it's got to go the other way or we're in trouble. Yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on with that. It's not that I'm here to sm smash on uh, 3,000 people's families who don't have or are missing somebody from it, but <clears throat> where is the out? I mean, I hate to say because of the payoff, where is the outrage? There's no amount of money if they, if my wife or anybody was one of those people it'd be, it'd be me going rogue. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's open season after that. It's, it's, uh, it all falls down and, uh, and, and not just in a controlled demolition. And, and that really is the, the shock and awe of it all the, the PTSD where people will still post the pictures of the towers. And meanwhile, there's video footage now of the missing frame 233 to 236 of the missile hitting the Pentagon of the controlled demolition from the full side right. of um yeah oh yeah yeah i saw it this morning uh there and is. and and here we are with with no like today's the day george bush and dick cheney are arrested and sentenced for execution within the next 30 days you know it, it just doesn't it doesn't happen and uh and people you know i, I wasn't there at ggp was billy ray valentine was right big ray was and uh you know my whole character and it is based off of that. And before I was even doing this, when I was in Chicago doing comedy with nice Peter, you can go look up the George Bush one, two, and three songs from nice Peter that I helped write. And fucking we were trying to use anything we could at that time, you know, in the power of satire to, to, to bring the truth to people. And then when I had, when Rip goes, you, uh, you two, uh, packies and pops, you're going to be, uh, together. <laughs> and, you know, that was the open door for, uh, me to become Ben Hameen. And, um, you had no, you had no, uh, you had no plans on that. That wasn't your, I mean, it, 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 it's already you in me. Right? Mind? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Before you came to OVW, did you have that in mind? Were you like, eh, I do something no. do that. No, nope. I remember my first day and it's got me heat with Scott Cardinal. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I remember sitting in the corner. I remember sitting in the corner, my, my first practice being the acting guy. And I did like this weird, you know, Mick Foley esque thing. And then wouldn't it be 20 years later, I see Bray do the, almost the exact promo in the ring. But because I sat in the corner that day and was doing weird shit, rocking back and forth. Remember Cardinal would sit in the corner and, and do that. And like, as soon as I did, I saw everybody in the crowd look at Cardinal and be like, he's doing your shit. Like, like I was supposed to know, but it wasn't long after that, maybe even two weeks that I became, uh, you know, Ben Hameen. And all that is, is I remember from eighth grade Spanish, uh, everybody gets their Spanish name. And uh, my Spanish teacher says Ben Hameen. And, and 
Bin Laden, Bin Haman, Bin Hameen. So as I'm an so improviser, stupid. I'm just, I'm just so, it all just comes into me. You know what I mean? Of like, here's the universe giving, serving these things up to you. So whether it's Ben, and I knew at that time it was, and this is funny too, because I was like, could be Ben Heyman. And wouldn't you know it, Disco's rib on me five, five from four years ago to try and get over on me. He starts calling me Ben Heyman. And I go, that that was been, has been written in for, him for 16 years. So all those little things pop me. But I do feel invested in the fact that I say terrible shit that's shock and awe so people don't forget. You really don't, never want to forget? Then I'm going to come out there and rub your face in some dog shit. And then I'm going to do what we couldn't have done in the wars and lose, <laughs> you know, well, you got bin Laden. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He died in 2002 from a fucking kidney uh, failure. Uh, whoa, and, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I can't, you die. See all the, you're my source for all this. Uh, uh, so when, when you die, like, I'm scared to dive into that stuff. I'm scared to. Yeah. We'll probably get demonetized there. because of this show today. <laughs> well, so, so, you know, that's that's really interesting to me, and I, I'm going to confess because I'm not afraid to admit when I look stupid and feel dumb. Uh, that just dawned on me that, you know, in, in Spanish class, yeah, ben, Benjamin, Benjamin, that yeah. just dawned on me. When well, I, what was funny, I was when I was down in Cancun with referee sideburns, I'm sitting in the pool, and uh, there come to get the waiter comes to give me the margarita before and he asked me what my name was and i said ben he goes or benjamin he goes he comes back he goes ben i mean here you go i fucking popped myself just like in mexico to get ben i mean uh you know by by that dope. but yeah i uh i you know i i remember um it, it's just funny how those things happen that we get our names what i tell a lot and, and i know you're you're teaching uh, your students down at, at your school and uh, at the MCW school, I have um, some, I, I'm, I'm, my opinions valued and they ask me, you know what I mean? I'll go by on Tuesdays or whatever for um, just promos, production, whatever, whatever's happening, uh, commentary. And um, all those guys, you know, you see it at the school level. They have all these ideas and all these, gimmicks and 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 name you know and it's it's understandable but i tell them i'm like listen i have been doing this and been around it and in it for 23 years and i don't think i've ever had anybody in their first year come up to me with a good idea and yeah. i mean maybe, maybe that's probably not true but to the extent <laughs> hey, of like you, have you ever seen the movie american psycho, psycho? Yeah. oh my god bro how many times i've fucking gotten that yeah i actually yeah. got that last tuesday i also you know the old uh you know heath ledger's joker yeah 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 you mean what seth's doing or he's doing joaquin's but yeah uh, um, so, so it just, uh, so these guys, they, they never have a good idea. And even if like, here's what I tell them. And if anybody's thinking about signing up to the school, whatever great ideas you, you may have a great idea. Why would you want to do a great idea before you're ready? Why wouldn't you go out and be playing whatever, unless it's something off the charts, right? To get your reps in, to learn what you're doing. Sure. Because if you have this great, imagine if Bray Wyatt could cut that promo, but his first month of, of work and that was his gimmick and he wasn't protected. It would, it would completely sink a good gimmick. And that gimmick's been around. 
Like that's the thing. Like people, people, the 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 Jim Jones, Charles Manson, Televan, Swamp kind of like. He, yeah, he took it right from uh, De Niro. De Niro, yeah, right? Cape Fear. Cape I mean, Fear. That whole thing. It's been around for a while, and guys try, but he na- he really nailed it. Uh, <clears throat> but um, because he com- he was committed to it, and we had the guys to back him up to make the stage picture. That's he, you know, some guys, some guys. Some guys see things. Some guys have ideas. Some guys uh, have vision. And he had vision. Vision is, you know, like that's to be a great booker, to be a, a great promoter, and to be a great performer. You need vision. And I, uh, you know, you could sense that he had vision because he, in his mind, knew what he looked like, how people would interpret him. And he knew what the uh, visual of, either i know they had tried summer ray for a while and that was like the the rob zombie thing of having these scuzzy looking guys with a beautiful woman right that dichotomy is it's great television because when you're it's bottom line flipping through the channels what is that you stop that was a that was a pocket lilas that there was so money much money written on them with that bro right and that's that's half the battle is getting these people to stop on the channel to look at something interesting. Yeah. And that's one of the main problems without getting too deep on AEW is flipping through what are you gonna stop at a lot of these guys that look don't no. don't look like the 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 traditional uh and that's what we're talking about. We're not guys, we love you uh here that that listen to the show, the Hami Media uh group army, but you guys are gonna watch wrestling no matter what, because you love wrestling. Right. And you love to hate it sometimes too, but we're talking about the people that are going to bring their kids that that love it when it's hot. That did the Nitro well, Party. Frat the boys, big thing is is that is to tap into this audience and, and make them. Boy, you couldn't. You, this shit's awesome. You guys got to start watching again and become advocates for your show. You got to feed them something as well, not just the people flipping through, maybe stopping for five minutes. You got to get that buzz going. Right, and um. You know, it, it's lightning in a bottle. It's really you can do your best and and yeah. position guys that you know have the talent to get them over with the machine guys that get over. But man, so much of it is just timing and 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 pure luck. So Ben, I mean, that's how that's how you became a. a and what one thing you're not talking about, and you do talk <laughs> about, but how. you haven't said it here, uh, is that the whole point of all of it. You're not doing it. Sure. It's fun to be kind of a dick and it's fun to be a heel. I guess the whole point of it is the psychology of professional wrestling is that these people are um, working hard, paying their hard earned money to come and let go and be something. Somebody else live vicariously, just be, we're a conduit for their energy and their it's cathartic to, uh, scream, yell, spit, say you're going to kick the boss's ass, the, the terrorist's ass, the evil whatever guy's ass, the, yeah. the, the, the guy who's a wimp, his ass. But you don't actually do it. There's no real-life, real-time consequences, and you get to go home happy with the same feeling almost as if you'd done it yourself, and it's a hell of a show. That's That's – you know, really the soul. That's the entire hit of my character is to pay off, to pay off their PTSD, to, to inflict it, to put, to pluck that string. I don't, I mean, even I do go over enough, but it's in a long-term story. 
<laughs> to lose big, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and, to, to, to give them that, okay, we, we at least got that son of a bitch. And I've done it at the cost of not playing the game the way they want to play it. At the yeah. cost of putting me on the blacklist at the cost of the sanity, uh, of, uh, you know, myself sometimes. And not that I, I usually lose it or anything, but like I could easily have, <laughs> you want to talk about commitment to the bit. I mean, this motherfucker should have been gone a decade ago and I still got the beard. I still got to go through and, and live the character to some degree. And, and, uh, you know, it's come with a lot of, uh, great things too. And put me on the path to be able to have that character integrity and, and get to Russo brand and, you know, um, become an alleged consultant, you know, they, they might shut the door on me being on TV or what have you, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to find another way in, man. So, uh, really that it of the character, uh, is more important than my own self-serving. I need to get to WWE and be an agent, uh, you know, cause I, that would pay off my dream. Like I would love it if they would have, uh, <laughs> gotten to, uh, the, the real culprits behind all this fucking true terror, or if they really did get bin Laden and, uh, allegedly with body cams and show some of the footage and, uh, you know, a classic Muslim burial at sea, like they always do all the bullshit, all the lies that they keep telling people constantly, and once you get away with that once, what can't you feed them from, you know, uh, a, a guy made bat soup and now there's COVID-19. Yeah, sure there is. Sure there is. Uh, you know, all, all this shit, directed energy weapons. The fact that we never held them accountable 22 years ago when we know the lies are there. That's what is really at the at the heart of everything I've done. And and whether it's the hacker Hameen offshoot from Edward Snowden and every other goddamn thing, like I just can keep evolving and saying exactly what's on the news. But as long as I say it like this, infidels, they fucking hate me. And I'll gladly, I'll gladly take that heat because I can go out, smash on the audience. And then once the one, two, three comes, uh, they got the dose of it and the payoff. So this is always a, a, not a rough day for me, but a day where I have to be the asshole and do some due diligence. So people will say, never forget. Well, I'm going to let make sure you never motherfucking forget. And what you're not going to forget is that you are a sad sack. Sorry, son of a bitch who doesn't fucking really live by the words that you want to for real justice. Some of us put it on the line in our art. And I feel like if there's one thing I can go to my grave with, it was that my art served a greater purpose people i mean it can be comedy and kiss me kayla and whatever else but even then when i'm doing that stuff that's got a very lgbtq vibe underneath it everything i do is uh, a calculated move to some degree you know because with whatever i mean uh shout out kayla i, I love uh, kayla absolutely but when Vince McMahon tells Kayla to get kissed by two Mexicans on fucking screen, it's fine. But when I want to kiss Kayla, it's not fine. And I'm a misogynist and I'm going against, uh, you know, what's right. <laughs> but if Vince, the guy who fucking yeah, pays, if Vince, the guy who pays 2 million for a blow job and NDAs, that's fine. Then I, I got no problem. Not that I'm trying to hammer on Kayla here because I want nothing but the best for her. No, but but to me, when those things, yeah, when they serve themselves up like that, I can't not say yes and to it. I have to, I have to make my statement. And that's just what the universe hands me sometimes, you know, whether it's, uh, 
like I said, the Snowden stuff or <laughs> school shootings or directed energy weapons that's coming right. soon. That brand, uh, you know, uh, it's all right there and it's all the same people. It's all the same people pulling those strings. Damn, that school shooting shit makes me uncomfortable. But anyway, um, you know, I, let's get to the important stuff. Did Brody King punch the wall or kick the trash can? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I I've heard uh, I've heard he did both. Yeah. No. I heard he did both. Well, that's interesting. Let's get to the sheet so I can punch in and punch out so I'm not dying here. And thank you again for, man, for being uh, so flexible to do this this afternoon, given the HMG uh, faithful, a uh, great show for the ride home. But uh, Zelina Vega uh, says that CM Punk has always been a fantastic person. She says, I don't know much about his situation in AEW, but I've always had a fantastic relationship with Punk. You hear all these things about him. I'm so big on not listening to other people's experiences, the dirt sheets, all that crap. He's always been a fantastic person. There's layers to people. And when people are just so hung up on outer layers of what a person can be, you get stuck there. And if you want to stay there, that's great. But when you get to know the core of a person, that's what I like to hang out. Uh, to me, Punk's been nothing but great. I wish him the best. Would would it be great to see him again? Absolutely. Uh, and that is from your first female member of the new Cobra Kai. Uh, whether it's Brody King punching a wall or what have you, we know Alistair Black wants to go back to WWE. We saw the, the five-minute car promo to kill his gimmick because they don't commit oh to the bit. Oh, my God. I forgot right, right. about that masterpiece. Yeah, they don't commit to the bit. They, they expose themselves. And then when you have Zelina Vega, who's back on the roster, saying this shit, it's blatantly apparent that she's stumping for that crew to fucking put out something positive. Like I'd be fine with punk coming back as well as my husband and the rest of their crew and buddy Murphy. Cause he wants to come without saying it. That's exactly what she's saying. And it's so transparent and you can put FTR in that. And that is the new Cobra Kai. That is the Florida cool kids were over club. And they fucking think that they're doing something that's, honky dory but any real worker worth his salt sees exactly what the fuck is going on here dude and i'm sure punk was super nice to her why because he surrounded himself with the new cool kids club who he deems you're over you're over you're not over you're over and then they all just like ftr was leaking out all the shit through their podcast before he clipped that like it, it, it you're not fooling anybody here the Hobby Lobby trips, the fucking 17 cats, none of that shit. Like, like, so, so I'm sure he was nice to you. Why? Because he wants to surround himself with people that he deems over. But the, but the, the, the dirt sheet readers or anybody else doesn't know that, bro. Yeah. There's always going to be an element of that. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I, I, it's, it's tough to really relay what, the culture of a, you know, the camaraderie and clicks of uh, a wrestling locker yeah. room or the business are uh, to, to civilians. It's, it's a little bit like high school in a lot of ways, but what you'll see is a lot of times it'll be um, a guy who is probably, you know, one of the more over guys. And, and usually it's not, that airspace isn't occupied. You won't see a lot of top guys just hanging out. You know, it's, it's a lot of, uh, I, I was, uh, able to, you know, hang out with cool people and all those things. Cause I wasn't a threat, but you better believe if there was, um, 
another disabled announcer, even announcer, commentator, my I, age. I'm not trying to be a dick a, here. I'm not no, trying to be ahead. a dick, but like they used you. I know you have I mean, feelings I, on I, it. Yeah. I, I, I love you for who you are. I don't use you, you as you a You ain't going to hurt my feelings. I, I, I use you. I, I, I use you. I use you. Uh, no, uh, to me, you're right there beside me in the trenches. They use you as a mascot to show that, see, aren't we compassionate and fucking he's with us and we got the fucking, hey, Scooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sure. that a lot of time, not to say they don't really love right. you. Because anybody who is around you is gonna. That's just how it is. But the perception is uh, a little bit of that is sure to for them There's to soften themselves. Yeah, man. Right. I, I hate to say that. I hate to even say that about you, dude. But like, it's more about the commentary of them than it is anything else. You know. I mean, it's fine. And 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 you know, I. <laughs> Well, and as, a, as to... a work as a worker, you probably know that to some degree, and you're going to use that to get over. You want to use me? Fuck you! I'm going to get through the door being Cobra Kai, and you absolutely should. Made me want to get a cane. What the fuck? Right. I mean, it's not you know, it wasn't. It, 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 there's a million. <laughs> think about how many no's the average person gets, and then add on the fact that you're you're uh, you come into the game with a, a spinal cord injury. It's like yeah, uh, and, and noticeable. It's not like. So, so it, it, I'm not saying it was, you know, I just had different, different uh, hurdles, but there was definitely a sense of, uh, and I'm sure, yeah, uh, uh, no doubt of, um, look at the, you know, and I'm not a bad mascot, <laughs> but no, you're not, you know, you're, and, you're, and, and in your you in your twenties, I did, and I, and and in my twenty, you know, I was in my twenties. Uh, let's face it. Uh, in the scheme of things as an announcer on a uh in a roster you aren't you know i don't want to say low on the totem pole but you you stay in your lane right yeah, you you sure. you have to i'm not you know you ain't gonna you're not gonna see announcers you know joey styles yeah but you don't you don't get that you don't get that announcer spot because of uh, your disabilities you, you right. are one of the greatest to ever do it in my opinion so Thanks, like that, that, that <clears throat> I mean, you're welcome, but that, that you got to sure. be able to fucking carry the load of to. what it is. You know what I mean? It's not just like, Oh, give the crippled kid a spot. Cause we feel bad. Fuck that. Timmy Baltimore is the next Joey styles and, or should have. Right. And that's, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate and I really wish I had, and, you know, that's on me. I, I should have stuck it through with, uh, when, when, uh, when I quit on, uh, when Dusty and them, I probably should have stuck it through. And there was a, there was another period where um, 2014, where I was about to go back as a uh, writer's assistant. And um, yeah. they cut all the, the guys that were the head writers that were interviewing me and taking me in, they cut them all It was it, uh, right before it happened. So, um, and I don't know how that would have gone for me, but anyway, nevertheless, like it was, um, it, it, it I understood that, but I wanted to learn as much as possible. And yeah. what better way to learn than the guys that are that are on the road, the guys that, you know. Uh, and, hey, I, and, and I, I, I would have done the same thing, bro, like yeah. regardless of if you know you're being used a little or not. The, we, we're all looking for our fucking foot in the door, bro. And I definitely made out necessary. better. I made out better on that deal, don't you? If, yeah. if it was a yeah. transaction. Like and I agree. It wasn't, I still stay in contact with pretty much everybody that I, I've, you know, 
been friends with or, or somewhat acquaintances with. Um, but like, it, it's not f- all transactional, but even if it was, I'd say I got the better end of it. You know, there wasn't, I do. I, I would too. And, and to know you is to love you. So it doesn't Thank make you. like, regardless of what we might see or, or even speculate, I wouldn't see, uh, you know, about their character flaws, they're still humans and they're going to have love for somebody regardless of, of what sure. this business does to people. Cause it might seem like a team effort, but everybody has to look out for number one at the end of the day, you know, Absolutely. we all got to get there together, but uh, it's always, Hey, I love you, but I'll cut your fucking throat in a second. If it gets me the fucking gig. Right. And that's right. Uh, and, an unfortunate see- dark side to this business. Yeah. And you see how it went like uh, that crew is, is you know, it was disbanded. It was a yeah. temporary, it was a they temporary thing. They, because they weren't built on on real love and fucking uh, need for each other, unlike the core, which was the opposite of that, right? So you got Cobra Kai and then you got the core and the core went a lot, like uh, went just as far to some degree and the core still fucking talks to each other, hangs out and and like I said, doing here and you flip-flop back and forth. You actually, you're the only, well, Serena might be the other only Cobra Kai member who, uh, she can, wasn't Cobra Kai. Well, you, but she, but she she was she was she was straight at society. She was straight at society. You know. Okay, so we're using Cobra Kai as like just the over the over. Uh, it's the over inside the overs. Okay. Okay. It's your show. I can dig. I can dig. Uh, I just a sidebar. I just saw in the the chat. Um, Let's see who it is, if you don't mind. Oh, a yeah. a uh, uh, I believe it's Anup. I hope I pronounced that right, brother. Uh, you uh, you went to Anupsa College with Tim Spriggs. Tim Spriggs is a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, world champion, black belt who has started training at MCW about two years ago, and I've talked about him a few times. Man, this guy's special. He's got something. Mm. He moves differently than everybody else, uh, and he, as he should. Um, it's really difficult with MMA guys to bridge that gap when they're transitioning. Either they are way too snug and dangerous and crowbars, or they just can't get over that psychological. Get the, get the character right. The character right. part is is missing a little bit because they're so technical. And, and they and don't want to, and their, their game is to not show emotion, right? Right, right. And now, what, what is it in UFC? Beat the fuck out of a guy and then go, my balls is hot. Or fuck, fuck them, I had an abusive father. They're doing exactly what WWE should be doing now and chastising the guys. But Timmy, as always, you're fucking dead on and an empath and clairvoyant. What's being said about Gable Stevenson's WWE status amidst reports that there are, quote, no plans for him? Uh, Meltzer Seltzer says uh, he worked two shows this weekend that was coming off from Wednesday when he pulled out of the world championships. That's weird because originally they had him pegged as the next Brock Lesnar. Obviously that has uh, to be reevaluated. He had a great deal coming off of winning a gold medal and as he was expected to be the next Brock, but you know, he was going to debut on the main roster in a big way. And now he's wrestling Dante chin in Sebring, Florida in front of 200 people to get ready. His trajectory is Changed greatly, but he's there and he's not trying for Belgrade. I don't know what that means. 
I don't know if he's going to be back on TV soon. I know a week ago they had no plans for him. A lot depends on his situation. It will depend on Vince McMahon until Vince comes back. I don't know if we're going to know a lot's going to happen with him because this situation is going to be a Vince decision. And if Vince isn't back, then Triple H is in charge and everything like that. But it's the big picture. He's got an uphill climb right now. So, And that'd be what I would say, what you just described, is the biggest issue with him. He's, he's as fucking, you know, vanilla as can be every time we've seen him come out and that remember when he came out in that weird net shirt that was right off a Halstead boys town. I was like, this is how you want to present this guy. And he, he looked like a deer in headlights and, and you didn't set him up to be strong. And then he came out with the other Olympian girl and she fucking had tons of charisma and he's sitting there like, Oh my God, an arena full of people. And not like, I'm happy to be here. Like you had to drag him out there. And if he can't cut the promo and you're not going to put him with a Paul Heyman to get him over, then what do you expect? And in fact, he looked a little, not out of shape, but like he sure as shit didn't look like a Brock. Yeah. He didn't look like a Brock Lesnar. And, uh, you know, that I think that Brock comes along once every hundred years, thousand years that you get somebody like that. Thank God. And you can, <laughs> yeah. And you can look for the next Olympic gold medalist, but if you don't have the charisma at all, I'd say Brock's charisma that we've seen ever since he did the running man with the sombrero on or money in the bank and all that yeah. shit that he's not afraid to show ass. Um, this guy, you know, he's just so, uh, a, a I don't want to say a black hole of Christmas because I don't know. I've only seen two or three spots, but he's he should have been on the roster a while ago. An Olympic wrestler and Kurt Angle the same way. Sure, you can twist your head around so you're looking up your own ass, but he's also going to put a cowboy hat on and play the ukulele and get the fuck over before he slams you 15 times. This guy's got to learn that I got to, I got to get out of my comfort zone and be able to. Hmm, this is going to get us banned too. And in Chicago improv, this is before they went woke. My teachers say, you need to get in touch with your big gay nerd. And that's a game we would play where you, you walk around stage like a duck making fart noises and chipmunk noises and you commit to it. And then you turn it up more. And, and the, the gay part isn't it. That's like the eighth grade. Oh, you're acting gay, whatever, you know, sure. like you're just, you're just acting a fool. Right. And, now you need to just act a fool and turn it up bigger so you don't care what people think about you, that you are just in, in that believability. And if they're not walking around doing fart noises like a duck, then they're the ones who are, the, are in the wrong. Everybody should be doing that, saying yes and to each other. So the, the fact uh-huh. that he, they, they can't break out of their own cool is the big problem, and that's what's going to keep him either – in NXT, and I heard they don't even have plans for him in NXT, really. So that that part of it really needs to be as cultivated as as much as he was wrestling from age five to get him to the point that he was there as well. So interesting how you can have a million-dollar property like that and get zero value out of them. Everybody's peeing their pants. It's the coolest. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly okay. that. It's – okay, so – it's very telling that we haven't heard much about this guy during his formative uh, years in professional wrestling or formative year. So you remember when Kurt Angle was training, you remember when Brock Lesnar was training so much hype, so much buzz around how these guys were progressing. 
yeah. um, what they weren't progressing at. What the, so there were like scout reports on these guys, and there was a there was a uh, you know the blue chip um, you know up and comer kind of. The, they knew what they had and what it yeah. would become. It just took time. It just experience and time. With this situation, I it's unfair to really, you know, kind of brand uh, a guy as a wash in his first year. However, a lot of expectations came along with this one. He has the pedigree that has made stars in the past for WWE, but. Let's be honest, like you said, he's doughy. He's not showing up in great shape. He is uh, being uh, alleged and accused of sexual misconduct, sexual assault. Uh, uh, what? Whoops. Yeah, that um, usually gets you a push these days. Well, that, what that tells me is I, I, you can just, man, I don't know how to, how do I say this without sounding like a piece of shit? When you have been around the industry as much as we have, and especially you having come from uh, theater, we can almost see how a guy or a girl performs and get an idea of who they are as a person, yeah. how they handle themselves, how yeah. they carry themselves. And I really just get the feeling this is a guy who showed up kind of thinking, I got this, or maybe a, a little overconfident or not taking it as seriously as he should. And now when you're a world-class athlete and suddenly you've been the number one, you've, you've gotten the winner's trophy, everything you've ever done in your life. Suddenly you're not getting it. It's not sticking. I don't understand. Right. Why am I not getting this? Why the, the psychological, again, the psychological hump that. Or you just look at this as just phony bullshit and you don't take bullshit. it as. Right. right. He hasn't gotten so, over that. So he's got all the Maybe. makings of a great baby face, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think they're, they're, look, man, look how, okay. So a great example of this is Mark Henry. Mark Henry was not doing what they wanted him to do, not taking off uh, or being the asset they had hoped with the first eight years of his career, almost. Right. Sexual chocolate was a good bump. Never, but like, uh, but once he became that killer, and learned how to work and came back. Once he came back from OVW, he was yeah. awesome when he was breaking the lock off that, uh, off the folding, Yeah, folding the fucking frying pans in half, lifting the Jeep. You knew that's what they wanted the whole time. That's what they yeah. wanted. And it took him that long to get there. So sometimes those assets, they, they have to take their time. But what you don't want to do is, if you're going to hold on to him and he's not ready, don't expose him. Because... I, I mean, I saw the match with Baron Corbin. Baron did his best, but the guy doesn't have uh, charisma. He doesn't have a connection with the audience. He's um, doughy. He's uh, there's just something like there's. Well, here, here, there, I don't trust here. him. He seems like like there's always a slanted eye yeah, look. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, not, I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. And I think here's what I would do because this is a historic day today. To be honest with you, not just because it's 9 11 in the heavy talk up top today, Monday night raw, this is the last show. The McMahon's own tomorrow. TKO oh. stock goes live and endeavor becomes the owner of WWE. Vince gets $9 billion. So here's what I would do. Lean into that. Fuck WWE. And you have him go to UFC 
and you and you fucking have him get over there. You give him some feeder, lower level guys, and he still has a WWE contract. And he goes back and forth between the two. And he tunes up a couple guys over there and he comes back to wrestling and goes, fuck this phony bullshit. I'll fucking twist up anybody here that I got to. Because that's what it feels like that he he knows he can do. And he doesn't want to do bump feed comeback for somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so don't do no comebacks. Have him come out and, and fucking ankle pick somebody. Put him in a fucking Tonda Hajime and that's all she wrote. Like that quick, right? Like that's pretty 60 second yeah. squashes. And, and now he's over there on UFC and whatever he wins with on UFC, he should make that his finisher in WWE. That's about the only way I can see getting this guy over. But if he's a legit shooter and he doesn't want to do this phony shit, well, we got a company now uh, that's split 50-50 yeah. of phony bullshit and real in real fighting. So why you not put, why not go that way? I think that's a really good idea. Uh Ben, that is a really good idea. Cause if we're gonna put him on ice anyway, you know what I mean? Why not? Uh, raise his stock and make him a make him a killer that people will invest in that way when he comes yeah. back he doesn't have to say anything or if yeah. you want to put somebody with him and maybe Heyman's maybe Heyman is just too much of the go-to maybe it's time to make a new Heyman so maybe you you know right <laughs> or, like or, uh, or, or <laughs> I mean uh, like that, that's the things I'm I'm ready to shave the beard for bro it will there be a Hameen shot at age 55 where I come in to be the mouthpiece for a fucking dude like that because I'll get it over and if they, they're gonna need somebody to pass the torch to right and and then it sit there and it go you know, who's who is you know Robert Echo Rob Echo Robbie E Rob, Robbie Rob E Smith. right and I mean, they they still didn't do what they should have with him he fucking should have been over on the main roster five years ago as brilliant as he is dude with the delivery yeah so I mean maybe that's uh, something that would I I would give it to some new blood though try it out uh but you're talking if they took that route which is you know pretty smart and guess what if he loses or gets his ass kicked you cut bait yeah right and you yeah. and you haven't you know, uh, lost anything in the process, really. Um, but I just don't see, you know, you looked at, there's a physical charisma to Brock Lesnar. Right. Um, Kurt Angle, uh, not so much with the hair, but without, there was a physical charisma to this man. Not so much with Gable Stevenson. There and the is name it. is hard. Like, every, the whole thing is... And you got Chad Gable, so it's like, well, you know, if you're going to do anything, you call him, like, uh, instead of GSP, GS, whatever, right? Give him yeah. some moniker like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, it, it's, it's, there, there's some ways to recover this. I don't think it's, it's in the, the, uh, the bin, uh, the waste bin yet, but um it's not looking great yeah but i feel like they've fucking already kind of been like eh wrote him off because they're not talking about him yeah you're right some i think somebody's tested him more than once backstage and he hasn't passed those tests yeah and and if you don't come up in this shit you're not gonna even know you're being tested yeah you don't you're not gonna and you gotta you gotta correct that and and that's it's something that's done through uh, uh if you if that's a situation where he failed some sort of test um and that could be when we say test let me let me just uh elaborate here let's say there was a um let's say he had a singles match and uh he the finish gets blown and he comes to the back and starts uh blaming it on his opponent or blaming it on the ref or whatever the case that would be 
how they would maybe test him. Maybe they'd have to ref fuck it up on purpose. Yeah, and, and they, and they, and they call him out. Yeah, exactly. And how yeah. are you going to take it and say, I'm sorry it was on me, even if it wasn't? You know, like you got to be able to. Yep. That's how you pass that test. My fault won't happen again. Or how could I, what, what could I have done differently? That's yeah. how you pass that test. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what kind of, but coming back and, oh, bitching, yeah. complaining, blaming everybody but yourself and not taking accountability is absolutely the wrong move. And they will do that because they want to know who they're dealing with. So when they, when the time comes to make money with that person, yeah. they know that it's going to be uh, smooth sailing. I don't want to, I mean, I do want to put myself over all the time, but uh, <laughs> I, I had one like that when I talked about it, maybe last week, it was probably 2014. We were doing one of the rock and wrestling shows, a lot of big bands and 95 X outside. It was great. We had uh, the dude from framing Hanley Nixon was there like doing the DJ vice principal spot, pull the flag that oh yeah. my God finish. Right. Um, and the stipulation was I had to say the Pledge of Allegiance if uh, if I if we lost for to right. Team Dick Justice. So I start, I pledge allegiance to the flags of the United States. No, I'm never going to say it. I'm never. And it gets a pop from the crowd. Yeah. I go, I go to the back and Dreamer goes, Tommy Dreamer was a headliner. Well, that's not how you do that one, boys. And I go, fuck, because... For me, it's Andre, Brett, Tommy Dreamer, if you're talking about who I mark out for. Right, right. That's your guy. I fuck yeah. it. I walk right over, put my hands behind my back, like not like a scalded dog boo-boo face. And I'm like, please, sir, tell me exactly what how I should have done it because I, I definitely want to know. And he goes, I know. And, yeah. and he was almost taken aback by that. He goes, I know you're a student of the game because we'd worked shows before and I'd gotten to work with him half a dozen times since then. And he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, I know you're a big ECW guy. So he goes, Paul Heyman would say, and I, my, all of a sudden my ears fucking go up. He goes, you always pay off the stipulation. Do not fuck them over out of the yeah. stick. Okay. So, so you, you said, you said, no, 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 I'm not doing And they didn't hold your feet to the fire. You bailed. That was no. it. They still pop okay. for it, but I would have got a bigger reaction if I fucking, well, I, mean, I cheated the yeah. audience to some degree is what he told me. You know what I mean? Right. Makes sense. You got away with it when it should have been. You went under and you paid it off, dude. And he could see that I was wounded because he knows he's one of my heroes. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, he gave me the the big brother good on you for being humble and, and taking advice. But at the same time, anytime Tommy Dreamer says anything to me, I'm going to fucking absorb it like a sponge you know oh man why that, would, that like, was rough <laughs> i but that's how you get that's the anybody who doesn't have that mentality look there's there's different types of there's in my opinion three types of people when it comes to that there's the people you can't tell them nothing they already mm. know everything yeah. uh there's the ones that um there's actually four then there's the ones that are completely ignorant they don't know so they don't know then there's the yeah. ones that want to appear as if they're seeking out advice, right? So, hey, man, did you uh, did you watch my match? Not can you watch my match? Uh, and they give you advice, and it's always yeah, but yeah, but but uh, no, but but yeah. uh, but wait, wait, wait. So you're not you don't care what I'm telling you. You just want to tell me right. what you think and me to put you over. Gotcha. Great match. It was awesome. Who'd you work? Not I. Um, I knew <laughs> I knew what was going on. And then down. there's I the ones that are really looking for advice, up. right? Right. Yeah. There's ones like you that are really looking for advice to improve. Uh, I mean, that's, 
that's how yeah you you haven't been in the wrestling business unless you've been chewed out uh and come back better for it so that was that was that was brutal though because i thought we nailed it and as soon as we came to it and the fact that dreamer would even give a fuck enough to heat me shows how much he cares and that he was looking at us through for wanting us to succeed you know so sure. probably because we were getting good pop but then we fucked uh, i fucked up the finish not we uh of of what the payoff should have been and to hear those words where he just was like super loud and not looking at us that's not how you do that one. Oh fuck bro <laughs> that was that still cuts me to this day uh because and, we, and we, we don't heat. know go no. i'm sorry because we and, there's little things yeah go ahead please double heater on that show i had asked uh strangler steve if we could have nixon in the match to do the dj spot and he said no because it was already whatever then josh the owner to cw greenlit it and and he then steve was going around doing what he does agenting everything and he thought that i went into biz for myself and booked it strangler came in hot as fuck at me too like what the fuck you're trying to fucking end around me motherfucker he was mad bro i go dude i would never do that striz and he'll tell even i'll talk about it on a show with him soon hopefully but uh, like that was a perfect storm of the day of like Hum means getting all the fucking heat today that, that he can handle and i had to like defuse a bunch of situations that were just kind of the perfect storm of tried to clear it with one person and then i didn't even go around him to to do that josh came to me and said he wanted it but it looked like you know any wrestler worth his salt's gonna look like this guy's trying to fuck me over but it was just all raining down on me that day isn't it funny too like i remember the first Maybe not the first, but the one of the big, maybe the first big time that I, big ass chewing that I got from Danny Davis, uh, and similar situation with the, um, uh, it was Fearless Jack Bull. Fearless Jack Bull was doing a uh, evil Knievel, mm. but a drunken stuntman character where basically was it was this the one where he went over the hot coals? Yeah, he was. I, he would hype up this. He would hype up these big stunts and somehow, some way, either be too drunk or blow it. The, the payoff would never come in this in the form of the stunt, but it would come in comedy or uh, yeah. some whoever was interrupting. Whatever. It was a drunk Deal. Super Dave Osborne bit. It was great. Yes. Yes, it was good. It was. Yeah, exactly. That's perfectly stated. And at one point that, you know, uh, this young lady named uh, Soze, we called her, was his his PR girl doing like his manager yeah. thing. And they had uh, they were kicking around maybe having me do the hype man thing but like real over the top so al was like yeah let's give it a try dark and i had on the top hat the whole thing and right before it went danny caught a glimpse of me walking past the office in this ridiculous outfit and goes get your fucking ass in here and just undressed me oh you there what's happening can you hear me So are we on air? I see. I, I, no, we're still on air. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, all right. So, yep. I, we're live, pal. Uh, uh, so Ben, I mean, is, is off the call. Uh, he's in my ear. He just called me. So anyway, the, the story was 
I I got pulled into the office and uh, was called a, a I don't even want to go into the language um, for going into business for myself. Now keep in mind I cleared it with Al. I'd done all those things, but because I hadn't talked to you know the promoter and the owner of the company, um, I was completely chastised. Now why that's good news for me at the time, and I didn't see it because I was young and stupid, was Danny with Davis without telling me was telling me he valued me as a as a commentator and as an announcer. So that was huge for me. You know what I mean? Um, uh, can they hear you? Okay, they can't hear. I have been, I mean, in my ear, but you guys can't hear them. This is really... Okay, he's gonna try to come in and, and zap in on his phone. Uh, this is this is one of the. I feel like um, uh, what is it? Uh, in Wayne's World, Garth, where he's like. So anyway, um, yeah, but it's always it's always uh interesting to know, like, guys that you think are guys that you think may have it up here psychologically. It's it it wasn't like that. You don't just come out of um or sign up to wrestling school understanding the psychology of wrestling. And even as as fans, um, and I like to think that's part of the thing uh you guys have <laughs> some of the questions here. Uh you guys uh enjoy this show is because we talk um a little more uh from that point of view and um aspect of Having been through it is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> Wayne's not here. We're going back in four. Um, Timmy, tell us how many times you had sex with WWE staff. No staff. No staff members. No staff. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a virgin boy. Um, so. Uh, let's see what else is in the headlines here. Cause this is a headline show in the Monday locker room. And I'm not sure where Ben Hameen wanted to start. And he's calling me right now as I start to look up the headlines, Ben, what's going on. I'm going to relay the messages to the Hameen media. Yep. What headline were you going to start off with? I was going to hop in. Okay, so, okay, Ben Amin wants to talk about the India show and, and, and the return of Kali. Um, uh, <clears throat> so, what was it, the Super Saturday show, whatever the case may be, John Cena going over there, um, I think that was pretty ap uh, smart of this, uh, of John Cena, because I got to assume... And I don't know what you guys think. The the writers' strike in Hollywood left a lot of people without work and a lot of time on their hands. I have a buddy uh, named a uh, comic named Martin M Morrow, Farty Marty at Martin M Morrow. Check him out. Great comic. Uh, I said, what what's going on with entertainment this fall? And he said, a lot of reality shows and a lot of half baked shows that haven't have finished that they're going to put out. So it's going to be a really shitty 
uh, season of entertainment, but we're used to that because we're wrestling fans, right? <clears throat> anyway, no, no, I was never near Sonny Tammy Sitch. I mean, I've met her. Good Sonny story. Uh, there was a New Jersey promotion back in the day called NWA Cyberspace. It was run by a man named Billy Firehawk, who has passed on now. And um, it was just a ridiculous company, but they used all the old ECW guys. Anyway, one time I was re-announcing there and announced Sonny to come out. And she came out to um, cut a promo as a baby face and basically just dressed me down as the ring announcer. I'm 19 year old handicapped ring announcer. Just couldn't be more endearing and baby face. And she just, for no reason, just lays into me on the mic. And uh, I almost took a bump and gigged because of the, the smell of um, bottom shelf whiskey. That's a shoot. I'm not even lying. Um, nevertheless, uh, Oh, the India show. Uh, so Cena is off, I'm assuming. So very smart to call up Daddy VKM and say, hey, I got some time. Why don't I hop on one of these tours? Uh, I don't know how long the India thing has been in works, but we haven't heard much about it. Um, and I know one of the big gripes over there is there's not a lot of money uh, amongst the population. It's it's There's a lot of just ravaged with poverty. So I don't know how much um, money they'd be making. I'm going to have Ben Amin in my ear now, and I'm going to talk, walk, and chew gum. Hello, Ben Amin. So Ben, ben Amin is, 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 is charging and updating. I'm going to go to um, check, check out the India story here real quick. <laughs> yeah. W get so Ben Amin brings up a good point uh regarding the India show. Obviously, guys like uh Jinder Bahal and Shanky, Shanky are these guys are if they're on the road. They're not at live events, I don't believe. But they're if they're coming to TV, they're sitting and catering. These are guys that have been on ice for years. I, Jinder Mahal, that world title run he had, I mean, it came back just looking like a million dollars, hasn't done anything. They don't use these guys because they're waiting for this uh, for a couple of shots in India. So they they send them over to do the promotion, to do the legwork, to do the media appearances, and then that one or two shows that they run uh, every year or so um, they put on the, their Indian talent as if they've been using them the whole time, as if they've been these ma massive stars on their programming and it still works for that live crowd. And it tells you um, how they value that, that uh, part of the, the world as far as going over there. But uh, what, what, Ben Amin said that was interesting and he's got a great point and it would only make sense. Why weren't these guys, guys like Shanky guys like Jinder Mahal. I can't remember the million dollar arm guy, Veer, 
Veer, Veer, Smear, Shanky. Who's the guy? Yeah. Shanky's out. Uh, they got another guy. Uh, the Okay, so it's the Million Dollar Arm, Jinder Mahal. And it's kind of, I don't know. It seems, it seems very lazy and uncreative uh, to simply say, hey, we're in India and we're just going to throw these guys out there on their first, on their first, uh, their first night competing in probably two years just for the Indian show. Um, but that's what they keep them there for. I don't know how I, as a talent, uh, man, if you're Jinder Mahal, I'd say that's, it's a, it's a great gig because He's not 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 a bad worker by any means, but he's very WWE style oriented, which just means he's safe. Uh, but that style, I don't see that guy going out onto uh, the Indies or Japan or AEW and really being embraced. Uh, and and so there's a question from Ben uh, in my ear about. Is there any heat on gender that would involve taking the rocket off of him? No, I think gender's well liked. Gender's a good guy. Um, gender just there's nothing outside of his his look, and he's got a passable promo, but his matches very very just kind of bland and boring. Uh, I haven't heard any any sort of heat. I've heard nothing but but good things about. Uh, gender Mahal. So I don't think it's uh, I really don't think it's an issue of having heat or making the wrong decisions, doing something you shouldn't have done. I think it's you walk in and here, here's a big thing with wrestling that so many wrestlers and fans don't understand. They don't get it because it's a hard truth and it sucks uh, for a lot of people. When you walk in to uh, a wrestling event uh, looking for opportunity or when you uh, approach a promoter, especially WWE almost instantly, especially a Vince McMahon has in his mind what you're going to be cast as. He knows what his leading men look like. He knows what his guys that prop up those leading men are going to look like. Um, he knows what his monsters are going to look like. So a guy like Jinder Mahal, when he comes through the door, or a Shanky, or a Veer, unfortunately, and, and you know, there may be some just old systematic, you know, you know, bias, so to speak. But, like, he, he's, you know, you're, you're typecasting these, these guys, and I don't think it's anything um, from a standpoint of their talent or what they've, how they behaved. It's just, Hey, you guys are the Indian guys. And I don't know anything about India. I don't know anything about Indian culture, Indian guys short of a turban and going to India, you guys will be over. Like there's no attempt to, whereas you see the Samoans have progressed, but that's the Samoans doing their own thing. The Samoans have shown the Jason Momoas of the world that you can be cool and, and, and you don't have to be a savage eating raw chicken. However, Look at Umaga. It still works um, when done right. And again, committed to the bit. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know what the thought pattern is behind just it, it's like having uh, a snowplow for the winter. You got your Indian talent for the India show. 
<laughs> and you don't bust it out for anything else. So um we're waiting for Ben Amin, the the Wayne to my Garth to return to this 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 program. It's hip, it's cool, it's Noah's arcade. Huh. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's that? T Tony Khan's just telling me in my ear, guys, I'm just receiving word that, uh, no, it's been, I mean, in my ear telling me that, um, he said again, my clairvoyance comes out. Uh, beautifully, that Umaga's son is no longer working at Reality of Wrestling and training with Booker T, which what Ben means, he's likely making the jump. Booker T is saying that he doesn't know when you're going to see Zilla again, and that is Umaga's son because he's no longer a part of uh, reality of wrestling. Juicy, ju juicy gossip. Yeah, juicy gossip. Uh, it, it, Booker has said, and Booker's no, Booker will tell, he'll air laundry, right? He will say what he feels because he don't give a shit. He's, he's made, he's made his money. He's made his, his legacy. And he's just going to say how he feels. And he says that he's no longer working with Eki. Uh, Umaga's son because of irreconcilable differences. Um, and Ben brings up a good point. And this is a this is what happens a lot of times with young, I don't want to say young talent, newer talent that's just signed up uh, or, or trains at a school that is accredited um, and, and not accredited. But m let's say you sign up at a Booker T school and he trains you and he puts all these hours into you and then he puts you on his TV and he teaches you how to work TV. It's the same thing with Al Snow. It's the same thing anywhere you'd go where guys invest in you. They don't, they're never going to want you to leave if you're good. You have to, you're going to get heat with the people that brought you in to some extent. You're going to piss them off. You're going to, you're going to hurt their feelings because you have to break out. You got to go uh, chase it. You got to go for it. And, and you're not going to go for it without, without coming out of your own uh, house and apartment and home base and getting out of your comfort zone. So a lot of guys, irreconcilable differences. Give me a break. When the guy goes and makes millions of money, millions of dollars, he'll be back to do a guest appearance. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just that uh, the, 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 the kids leaving for college, the, the cutting yeah. of the cord, you know, I, I also feel like uh, to, to me, irreconcilable differences. If you're running a school in an indie and your family is the bloodline no thank you by the way i don't know that was the weirdest thing ever just said nope fuck you were restarting i didn't even hit enough i was like oh okay sorry about all the world trade center seven talk not sorry um you know that that to me the kid probably got a spot and knowing that booker's his easiest way in right like you get over here and he, he's plugged in but the kid probably wanted 500 bucks a show or whatever. And Booker's like, nah, you're not working me for any money, bro. So irreconcilable differences probably doesn't mean like bad attitude. And, and he thinks he's over. It's probably comes down to, I run an indie promotion that's already losing money <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to pay this kid 500 bucks. 
that he doesn't realize that doing good work for me here for the next four months is what's going to get him in NXT. Not that he's just leaving for NXT. I don't know. That's a strange thing in a test to, I mean, the kid's got to eat, so I'm not going to shit on him. But at the same time, that's a test. And if you can't eat shit and be humble for a little while and you try and shake down Booker and he says, no, now that is going to get back to, you know, NXT yeah. and that might hurt your, it might be another year or two just because someone goes, oh, he thinks he's over. Cool. Let him, let him go do Indies then. Let him go do it. See how, how over he is. Yeah. They're going to let him suffer. That, that is not, that is ill-advised at best. Uh, you know, it, it talking with, the promoter of MCW is named Dan McDevitt. He's been in, he's been doing it for 35 years or so. And um, he talks about a lot of times MCW is a place where a guy, guys that are on the come up, right. Uh, Action Andretti started with us guys like MJF, like any reputable indie where guys on their way up become regulars there and they get three to $500. Right. And, and they get flown in and put up, but they're when they start to get over on a national level or really get some steam and they want to come back to these promotions like an MCW, but now they want 1500. Now they want 1250, right? Or 3000. When, when most of the guys are, when most of the guys are making 40 to 150 who've been there for fucking five years, laying the groundwork. Exactly. And this is, and, and I'm just using MJF as an example because uh, that's what came to mind because um, this is before he uh, really started taking off with AEW, just started on that, sure. just signed with AEW and um, they couldn't use him because it's not that, that big money was say is saved for a name. That's going to bring people into the, into the right. uh, front doors, uh, uh, Hardy boys, uh, something of that nature. But it's a weird limbo where guys start to get over and their fee is too high for them to get booked at the places that helped them establish their career and get over. So they just, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing. I wonder if that is the situation. That's a good, that's a good point. Cause that would do it. That would do yeah, it. Yeah. That's it, what other irreconcilable difference could there possibly really be? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I doubt it's over holding the title and whatnot. It's that the kid knows He's got money written on him that the bloodline is, you know, he's, he's destined for it. And maybe ego's a little bit too big instead of handling it the, a way that's a little different of like, Hey Booker, I know I'm working for you for a hundred dollars a night or whatever. I can only kind of do that for the next three to four months, you know, and, and set your own timeline. So it, it's, it's, he, you know, he's getting that as opposed to like going into the office and being like hey man there's money like my family can you hear me Tim? yeah you just break it up a little bit but i'm getting the gist yeah so um the y'all uh, one of the those idea funny, that's what they're doing right here the idea that um a guy, look, a guy at that at that experience level, telling a Booker T what word to the wise. If you're dealing with an experienced promoter who used to be a wrestler or isn't a freaking mark, don't try to corner them. Don't try to strong arm them. Don't try to put the gun to their head. 
you it will not work out for you. If you're dealing with a mark promoter or a money mark, different story a lot of times. But when you're dealing with a seasoned promoter that knows the business, knows the deal, they're not going to react well to that. You've heard about Vince McMahon. Whenever he gets cornered or put in a situation where he feels uh, like everything seems he's to be being on the fritz right now. Uh, can you hear me? No, I'm not sure what's up for back in here. Either. Reload, you fucking assholes. Oh, poor Ben mean, And he's off. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to look through the uh, the headlines again. Uh, let's see. What do you, What does he use? Does he use that? What's the drunk guy's site, uh, y'all? The guy that drinks and posts. And um, uh, oh, my Lord. What is his name? Uh, Wrestling Inc. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go with Wrestling Inc. Lovely, 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 lovely. Um, oh, I made a, a great photo I want to show you all. It's clearly, I have too much time on my hands. What do you all think about that? Pretty ridiculous. Anyway, um, uh, from the Wrestling Inc. Uh, website, uh, we talked about Selena Vega coping with her father's death September 11th. I don't know if we talked about that. Matt Hardy recalls locker room reaction to 9-11. We'll all be looking forward to that, Greg. Um, Brian and Danielson take a part-time. Kevin Nash on the idea of CM Punk appearing at the Rumble. Please do. These are all, so all these headlines are is just people pulling from podcasts and acting like they interviewed the people. This is ridiculous. Uh Drew McIntyre on CM Punk's potential WWE turn was certainly controversial. Thanks, Drew. Is the sky fucking blue as well? God damn it. Um, a lot of September 11th stuff. Oh, boy. Um, man, these headlines suck. Undertaker gets a new haircut. I remember one time that was a headline and I fucking died. Um, what did you want to get into? I was just... I was just uh panicking and treading water i'm glad i'm glad you're on bro because fucking my shit is all fucked up today they do not want uh hacker transmitting today uh and i I fucking i can understand why because they can't handle that real real but uh there's a couple other big ones uh that i that i wanted to get to i don't know if you saw this in the twitter wars uh but proud and powerful lax did you see that stuff or not uh, they yes, were going to have a tag mm-hmm. team reunion. It's already done with. And the two get into a, a heated discussion on Twitter. Now, to me, this smells like a work. Um, I hope it, I hope it is a work as opposed to tag team partners going south. But I'll, I, I have my own PTSD on this. And, and I've talked to you off camera about it. And I'll talk about it on air. But, but apparently Ortiz and Santana... Um, you know, uh, are, are split up. Apparently it says appears reunions already the tweet? over during AEW rampage. Uh, I, I got them here. If you want to. Okay. okay. You go get, I'll read the tweet, um, but set me up. Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, they kind of went back and forth at each other and apparently their reunions done with already. Okay. So the tweet starts with, uh, this is Ortiz. Ortiz of course is a little, uh, a lot of people didn't see him as the single star. They see him as the Gennetti. That's kind of the the consensus. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Ortiz says, what a way to find out. Years of having your back meant nothing. Good luck with your crutch. Just remember it helped you walk 
for the last 14 plus years. I think he's referring to himself. Hope your legs are good. Thank yeah. you for being honest for once. But you couldn't say it to my face. You know you still can, right? Followed by Santana replying, wow. This is the first you said, first thing you said to me in 14 months, no text, no call. No, I hope your recovery has gone well, but of course paint me to the, be the bad guy like you've always done. Ooh, this not not proud and powerful grammar. Uh, I guess you forgot about our no. last conversation about this. Either way, I'm happy. I hope and pray the same for you. So it's like a backhanded passive aggression, right? And why are we doing this on Twitter? Why are we such marks yeah. that we're doing this on Twitter? I don't think it's a word. I think they don't like it doesn't seem like very Latino heat there, right? Like it doesn't seem like real gangster shit. Like you'd see fucking LAX doing this fucking pussy ass shit. Kind of. You didn't call me and check on my my work to me. You think it's a work, right? But, but, and I hate to go in on them because uh, no matter what, I still, still love them a lot. Uh, I haven't talked to Ali and, Six years, you know, Leo, from the insurgency, just complete radios. Yeah, complete radio silence. I mean, he moved to Australia and has a lovely wife and new baby. And I'm, I'd love to share in that. I'd love to to tell him how, how happy I am for him and catch up on his life. But whatever happened after 2CW when we did the original spot with Slaughter and uh, Duggan, things took a weird sideways turn and then he just kind of cut me out of his life. And I don't understand that. I don't have that in me to do it to somebody, but these types of things that even though this smells like a work, they can happen. Like you, they, people can just like write you off. And there was no, I don't, not that I know of, maybe I did something, but I don't think there was any inciting incident for that between he and I to do that, you know, like, I, I know what the one inciting incident was in, in the fact that they wanted to go to impact. And I was like, you know, I had ins in impact and the fact that I was trying to get it over, they thought I was going into biz for myself, but at the same time, they were obviously colluding to cut me out to some degree because of jealousy that I'm the mouthpiece and that they think I want all the spotlight and instead. So that's all I can frame up in my own mind, but these things with tag teams happen. And then to do it in public like this is very strange and petty to me from guys who are supposed to be, uh, uh, you know, Latin Kings, East Los fucking Zapatos, you know, it, it, it's strange. Yeah. And uh, again, never underestimate the wrestling business's ability and affinity for pettiness. Uh, I think these guys haven't been getting along for a while. They hot shot brought them back for the London show uh, all in. Yeah. And obviously there's still bad blood. If your partner's laid up for 14 months and you don't even check in. And and here's what, here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. Oh, the rumor mill. That everybody was gassing up Santana. You're a, you're a solo act. Yeah, yeah. you need to break off you need to go do that you need right. you need you're a top guy you got it written all over you your promos but he wasn't ready for that and he started to believe it and then ortiz was like what the fuck is this shit like you're starting to believe that then he gets hurt and then much is said in silence 
when there's no communication, all types of narratives can be created in our heads, especially right. if we're sitting at home on the bench out of the game, watching it all unfold before us. You can go crazy. And that's what yeah. it feels like. Uh, and th- let's be honest, these New York dudes, like homicides guys, they're a little crazy. They're a little, they'll, they'll sure. They'll, they'll, they'll go there, you know, they're, they're about it. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if they take some, a personal issue and say, I don't, like, it's that hit Trump's business, which yeah. isn't how I would do things. Uh, but look at, look at what, because what, and, and again, it's AEW, so I'm applying logic to a logical situation, but what would possibly give us any inclination that this was uh, something that is going to be um, a work or ways of work because they planted no seeds. It's just weird yeah. passive aggression. And it's it, so- it, it, it is a strange passive aggression to do it in, in public. That's why I feel like it is somewhat of a work. And But this is not how I would work it with two tough Latino guys. This seems very petty. Um, you know who is working their ass off and is in the chat right now is my man Shiloh, uh, a.k.a. The youngest uh, man Truth alive. Magnum. The youngest man alive. I could, I, I got to say right now and put him over. Couldn't be more proud of him, you guys, and, and what they're doing in ROH, AEW, NWA. A guy who is has worked his goddamn ass off for two decades and is now getting uh, the the spotlight he's more than earned and everyone says deserved. I'm talking earned uh, has been trained by the best of the best from buddy Wayne to rip Rogers to Joey Mercury to Nick Dinsmore uh, uh, through and through and, and, and got himself over uh, in many ways, whether it was the Mike Eagle rap stuff to, to get his name there to uh, the, the formation of the outrunners and what they've done is nothing short of incredible. And it's inspiring to, to all of us who came up together but uh, shows you what it can take of a 17-year commitment in this motherfucker till somebody actually says these guys get it and got it. And to be honest with you, out of all those people in that ROH tournament, you want to talk about who's got money on them? It's the goddamn outrunners over everybody else that you've seen. These guys, um, if you watch the tag matches they have in AEW, it's all of a sudden psychology and tag team common sense is there it's yep. like oh 100%. man we're working for the hot tag oh oh yeah. tag tags are in and out and you're work you're you're where here's my big big issue with so much of the modern wrestling sentiment they see the rules and the ref as stifling to their creativity no, no that is a catalyst to your creativity there you to think of ways to get around it to work with yep. it to to get that heat and 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 when it comes to a, a shiloh mount or uh a truth magnum of uh, the outrunners and uh, uh turbo, turbo floyd. floyd look it's hard work talent timing hard work talent timing these mm. guys had the talent shiloh or uh, turbo uh and Tr- uh, truth has had the talent for a long time, a uh, smaller guy, but he put on the size. Started with Buddy Wayne, came under Rip Rogers, worked with Al Snow. He's been around OVW for a long time and still is a, a part of OVW. But it yeah. took that long to find um, his his niche or his, his uh, 
some of one person was his fur coat. It took that long. And even once they did and fleshed it out and figured out, okay, this is what the gimmick is. Okay, and now we're working. Now we're spinning. Yeah. Uh, once that it, it's still, they still are breaking through. They still haven't broken through to the point where they, they, they've earned. And uh, all of it, all of it, all of it, 100% is due to their hustle. They did what others would not do. When all these other teams or, or talent are sitting there going, I got this great gimmick, I got this thing. These guys went and called everyone, and they were, they yep. drove everywhere. And they it was a, it everywhere. was a very DIY Champa and uh, Gargano type push for themselves to put it all. Oh, they put all their chips in on themselves, yep. and and took and really are doing what the Bucks should have done and what got the Bucks over, which is they don't do it as much, but they half ass rib the business with the Hogan stuff and you know sure. what I mean, bringing back the '80s shit. But they do it in a very Miami Vice kind of tongue in cheek kind of way. And when and when the heat's on and they 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 cinch it up, it's vicious. They they yep. they know what they're doing. Um, yep. And you said it. There is no deserve. There's only earn. Yeah. Um, and and those guys have, and they're appearing everywhere. Once in a while, you'll see a a talent or talents. Just you can't you can't stop them. And um, I'm pleased that uh, it's too very worthy individuals another 17 year overnight success yeah exactly <laughs> right uh yeah. so hey if proud and proud and powerful is out of the picture there's a spot for some guys who are over prepared for the opportunity so adios amigos. yeah points <laughs> um but yeah appreciate having uh veteran workers always join us here in the chat room even though we've been plagued with uh with tech issues today uh you guys are hanging tough here so thank you um this one was interesting uh an investigation is reportedly underway into a sexual assault allegation oh my made by matt riddle um as previously noted riddle claims he was sexually assaulted by a new york city airport officer but then deleted his instagram post According to the report on TMZ, an investigation is now underway. It says law enforcement uh, sources tell us poor authority officials got a call for a disorderly person who was deplaning, and they met him in the terminal. As it turns out, that was Riddle. Uh, we're told the cops talked to Matt Riddle as well as other witnesses, and he seemed apologetic in the moment. No police report was filed, and everybody was free to go without incident. It's because of this that our sources say that the Port Authority was shocked by Riddle's claim as from their view, nothing went down to warrant such an accusation. Still, we're told the department is taking his claim seriously and an internal probe has been launched. I didn't see the original tweet and it's not embedded here or Instagram post. But, uh, I mean, after you saw Riddle doing the helicopter with his oh ding-dong, I mean, uh, somebody's going to want to feel that big big bear. So, uh, you know. <laughs> the, the post is a picture of the cop, the TSA agent. Oh, is it? And just wrote... Uh, that it was something along the lines of, I was, uh, I'm glad to get out of here. I was sexually assaulted. Um, usually I'd let slip, but they went out of the way to make me feel particularly small and useless. So like it was along those lines, mm. real simple. Okay. They're going to, an investigation is going to reveal whether or not that was the case or, uh, if there's any, if there's any, he better hope. All I'm saying is this, man, because this guy doesn't have the greatest track record, does he? Yeah, it's, honesty, a, it's like it's been a, it's been a rough, rough year of uh, 
incidents from kind of December till now, you know? He's unraveling, it would look like, it would seem, right? From the rehab to getting out of rehab and, you know, taking pictures with the porn star on the beach drinking. Yeah. Like, that's not the look, bro. Play the game. Chill ba- out. Baby mama porn star. And even before that, uh, when they did the shoot back and forth where Seth went in on him, you know, that was the office. Like, you know, the the allegations of the, the other indie, yeah. indie, like, there's a lot of, like, he's he's been, hey, he's. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be party boy, then, you know, I'll put it out there. I, I, I've had some contact with him uh, in DMs and where he said, thank you for going to bat for me on stuff. But the scooter and shit makes money and I get it. But this guy wants to live the adult lifestyle and the RVD Vegas shit. Why wouldn't you put him with a uh, RVD and Katie Forbes and the rest of the Instagram models that have uh, 7 million followers and do some salacious sexual shit. Uh, that That's the way he's going down that path in his real life. Not that you want him like, you know, pour gasoline on that fire. Cause it seems like a self-destructive pathway, but if that's, what's going to outshine everything you're trying to do by being a, a grown man, riding a scooter, I would go, I would go in on that, especially if sex sells, uh, will endeavor and that's another guy who could go back to ufc possibly now and be a badass ass whipper and cross over in between the two he's he said he doesn't he's, you know whatever done with ufc but i i think this guy man and i i i kind of you know i was hoping he would he would kind of mature out of this but we've seen a lot of immaturity from the get-go i mean there's rumors I've heard things from the monster factory days mm. and um, a lot of it feels like, like pathological sh- stuff, like, you know, and, and, and the fact that he's push has been taken away in a very obvious manner. Well, with no Randy, he, with no Randy Orton, you could never really pay no off. Randy. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who's, and who's was another his- guy who got away with everything, which was probably his buffer. Like, well, he's doing shit, but it's not as bad as what Randy used to do. And Randy was there, right? Randy was right. his 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 advocate, his sponsor, not his sponsor in the sense like A or anything, yeah. but like a spot like had. And Randy's gone, and now um, I don't. This is this is a guy who, you know, talks shit about the mother of his children and takes pictures of porn star and posts. That ain't it, dog. I'm sorry, yeah. that ain't it. And yeah. you're kind of a piece of shit. And um. But lean into go. it on camera. If that's what sure. it is, why try and do the other thing? Because he's a fucking idiot, clearly. Because he goes to JFK, and when he's delayed and throws a temper tantrum and posts a picture, he claims sexual uh, assault. Uh, it, it is. I'm not saying he wasn't, but, like, what does that look like? Okay. Yeah, uh, but but it does gimmicks and extra drinks on the plane and all yes, that figure in, you know what I mean? My, okay, hypothetical. Good, just... If if I was just speculating, uh, it was probably a scene of something like that, uh, or speculating hypothetically, maybe there was a scene of alcohol-related uh, uh, loud talking, or, or or wasn't pleased with the treatment of of what he what kind of treatment he was getting. You know how the they they, they yeah. get if they think they're stars, and uh, that roused security. And they took him to a room, I guarantee, you know, and it pissed him off, made him late, whatever the case. But 
the problem is now that there is a legitimate investigation, they're going to look at every angle of that uh, uh, footage. And if there's no wiggle room for him, brother, on the week of the sale and you're pulling this bullshit, it's it's yeah. like, it, look at that behavior. That, if that it, could if be, it's not true. That, that could be strike done. three for him. Yeah. If that if this if it is not true and it's deemed that he just made this up, that is worrisome. That's a pathological liar who not, who makes scenarios where people's livelihoods are are devastated because he's making up stories. He 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 has the power with his reach and and social media levels uh, to boost a negative uh, vibe or a negative consequences to a civilian. And if he's just throwing that around, like, and especially the fact that he's been accused of things and to throw that around, if it's not true, yeah. it's disgusting. It's, uh, but I don't know, maybe, maybe the guy, you know, maybe he turned around and finger, the guy finger popped his riddles asshole. Yeah. I don't know. I Who mean, knows? but uh, just another day at the port authority. Uh, uh, we'll get two more here uh, as we wrap it up. But multiple people close to the situation confirmed with Sports Illustrated that Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson, uh, American Dragonson, uh, will be stepping <laughs> away from wrestling full time in the next year, but yet may remain a special attraction for AEW. I think this is a, a, a bigger issue that AEW doesn't even realize that's coming because if he's done and Punk's done and guys like Sting and Christian that are carrying your show. And there's a couple others I, I saw in a, that are, you know, possibly got six to 12 months left. And then now you're going to be left with a lot of big spots to fill. And uh, maybe the people will step up. But if things are already on the decline for a wide variety of reasons, um, that people are like, well, he'll become the booker of collision. That don't mean shit. If collisions already down 60% from when it started, now you're being handed a, a toxic property and told to try and revive it. Like, I don't think a guy like that wants that stress. Sure. He can have, uh, you know, some great ideas and, and put in there, but just the fact of what I saw in that strap match with him getting color and all that kind of shit, bro. And this guy's got advanced CTE already. You know, and uh, I'm glad he's stepping away to hopefully spend time with his little kids so he can remember fucking the day before instead of taking bumps for some marks that don't give a shit about him once he's gone. They, they act like they love him and they want him. But once he's out of there, they'll forget about him just like anybody else. So I hope he escapes with a fat paycheck and and some longevity to help with creative. But I think a lot of the draws that Tony's relying on right now, especially the Cobra Kai click though. I think all those guys are gone too. And uh, we can, we can put this in there to, to wrap it up uh, from the chat. Do you think punk is going to go back to WWE? I, th I think all of Cobra Kai is going back. <sighs> I do. I don't think it's going to be necessarily on the timeline. That people think yeah I, I i don't know it's you know there's a element of strike while the iron's hot but i don't know how uh, it, it, we're talking aid coming off the heat of aew but punk's always going to be hot is this something that you it's not getting any younger probably get, Jer sorry jericho's no. another one how much time does jericho have left 
Jericho uh, in AEW, he's going to work there forever. He signed that long contract. So he probably he's an employee already, I'd imagine, has another job. So he'll just, like, he's going to, as long as those as long as those pockets are open, his hand's going to be in there. Uh, right. For Punk, I, I could see him doing another year or two, like one last run with WWE um, and calling it a day. Uh, that is, if... Knowing the guy and or how I used to know him, and just knowing people like he's like, I he's probably don't want to go like, but go it's, not gonna right be, it's not gonna be Vince's or Triple H's call, it's gonna be Endeavor's. That's and he true. Made, he made Endeavor a lot of money. There it is, you know. Is that something you because the iron's hot right now, you go and, and you do for the Rumble or you do before then, or is that something you do the night after Mania? Uh, if it was me. I would have. I got nine billion dollars. I would have. He got fired Friday. I would have had him at payback. Yeah. yeah. Come, come, fucking sue me, bro. Come sue me and look as weak as you possibly can, Tony Khan. And I'll take more money out of your pockets, and we'll let that go for two years. Because him showing up and pipe bombing the Bucks. Wow. The Again. longer, the longer the time away from him not being there from this heat to come do the fuck you is going to lessen the impact of it. I think he needs to be there now if you're going to if you're going to do something with him. And, and, it, I, and it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I just if worry you, that go ahead, go ahead. If you want the real heat and he says that everyone kept saying Punk's going to release a major statement where he buries Mega and all the, you know, who who's fucking who backstage and every other fucking thing, right? Like all the stuff that Cornette got heat for this week off because it's coming directly from punk to Cornette to put that shit out there. But people don't know that until they listen to the Monday locker room uh, that, uh, you know, that, that these are the things that go down in the Jacksonville Hyatt hotel parties, bro, that and a lot more. And when you're doing everything that you want to do uh, riddle style uh, and the guy who's a straight edge, who judges everybody by what they do and thinks he's superior to everyone because of it that's not going to sit well with him and he knows he's got ammo but if you sit on that for six months or a year until wrestlemania it's not going to mean nearly as much as if you fucking hit him with both barrels right now so there's a lot of factors to consider number one uh when you talk about does punk even want to uh i don't don't think that matters actually as i say it out loud it's going to be a money thing um the standard of living that he's accustomed to requires a lot of money. Uh, and these comic uh, books aren't going to buy themselves. These comic books aren't going to buy themselves. And <laughs> also uh, you, you're looking at the, the, the morale on the side of WWE. Do they, they're going to ask, do you guys want him back? And they're going to weigh that against the, the, the business that he could potentially do. Um, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, um, people are just going to say what they think is best uh, that Hunter wants to hear or, or that the bosses want to hear rather not even. Yeah. Uh, but it's Hunter. not Hunter anymore. It's Tony Khan. Right. And this is something interesting from this morning on the SmackDown live review. How, what else has been swept under the rug? Vince getting fucking raided and they raided Stanford and his fucking house too. Right. I don't know. It might've just been Stanford, the office FBI and shit. And when you haven't heard anything, he's been under the radar for back surgery and now Endeavor's taking over tomorrow. 
what if everything's been kept on ice? And as soon as Endeavor takes over, out he goes in handcuffs and all this shit. And Tony Khan, or excuse me, uh, Nick Khan, hired to be an ice man who's on the Endeavor board of directors, turns around and stabs up the fucking guys who brought him in. And he becomes the top guy for wrestling because Triple H ain't on the board. So Seth and Game and all these guys can have all their opinions of punk, but at the end of the day, they don't have a fucking voice in it. The the days of the locker room leader in WWE getting to fucking dictate who does and who doesn't could could be over tomorrow. Yeah, uh, you 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 bring up a hell of a point. I, I again, the one thing that is a hundred percent certain: once this buyout is is finalized, what happens after is going. It's going to be eventful, and it's going to be really interesting. Sorry, and, and they, want, they want to get Vince. Why? Not necessarily for the NDAs or whatever he's done or SEC violations with cashing on stock prices. He's Trump's boy, and they want Trump yeah. more than anybody. So they'll stomp everybody around him, bro, too. Yeah, that's 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 true. Uh, I that's That's really a provocative thought of once the buyout goes, are they going to – Gav old VKM doing a perp walk. Who the hell knows? I mean, it 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 could happen. I think you're going to see though a lot of the assets get cut. They're going to look at you know NXT. See a lot of personnel and, and that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Do you think NXT itself is gone? It's a forty million dollar a year loss leader. It doesn't make any money, and and yeah. UFC has no developmental program i talked to the Hartnet about this ufc will kick in like 75 grand of these smaller fight leagues with upcoming fighters to get on fight tv or whatever because they can't pay the purses no indie can pay out the purses for what these guys are making and all that and expect to do that off the houses they draw so that's where ufc uh, come john said between five and seven million a year that they're kicking into these smaller indie fight leagues could we see that be the way forward NXT? All those guys go to the Indies, sink or swim. And now you see a GCW, an Immortal Championship Wrestling, uh, a Booker T's Reality Wrestling. Like, all those guys get subsidized to, to bring people up because that's what their model is now. And they said that people in Stanford are worried for their jobs because they're not going to need duplicate editing teams, graphic teams, you know, like all this shit. And that people are already calling the NFL and NBA to see, to, to get off the Titanic here. Yeah. And then it could affect a lot of our friends, you know, it's absolutely, it's, you said something that's, it's pretty, pretty interesting in the sense that, um, if, uh, what was it, but what'd you say before the duplicate jobs, that they were kicking in money to you like oh, yeah, UFC was putting money Perfect. to yeah um so when you say UFC was spending five six million um you know WWE on their original developmental you know it was like a million a year for OVW to Danny and them and 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 yeah. then they paid the talent five hundred uh a thousand or fifteen hundred a week. Not, That's not, not nearly that, as not, much. Not Vladimir, not Vladimir Kozlov. He was getting well. Yeah, a few, a few exceptions. <laughs> so so you, you look at that, and 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 there's two ways it could go. Number one, it could uh, to have a developmental, a farm league, a triple A, so to speak. 
it's you're across the board. You are, you know, there's synergy and the coaches are teaching the same thing. The talent is learning all the same things. And hopefully they're going to be on page for a main roster uh, call up. However, if you do it at different schools, you're going to have different flavors of ice cream as Dr. Tom Pritchard would say. Sure. You're going to have different uh, methods of teaching and different. Yeah, you're going to have Northeastern, Northeastern, that could be a good thing. Style, and you're going to have Southern fried bullshit and you're going to have fucking Mexican Lucha, right? Like, sure. So that could be interesting, right? Cause guys yeah. are going to learn different styles around the country. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> but that's not how I, I don't see WWE not wanting some sort of synergy, but again, it's out of their hands. Uh, the traditional people. And, and do we here, here's the other thing. Do we see those old guards, the good old boys, start to, to cash in their stock uh, options, the Kevin Dunn's and the Bruce's yeah. and it's going to be a wild, wild, a wild upcoming year. Yeah. And is, is UFC and Endeavor smartened up to those guys of being the fucking biggest throat cutters that there are. That's the thing of like, do you, do you know the fucking mafia you're dealing with? <laughs> do you, yeah. man? Right. Do you know who's sleeping on the pillow next to you, bro? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> right. Oh man, but uh, I, I, I'd bring Punk back for the money issue, and I would do it asap, and I wouldn't have him cut some goddamn Instagram promo. I would have him do it in the middle of my ring, and I would say the for even though we say no sell for your competition, even though AEW does it that's the scorched earth pipe bomb. If he was going to go at Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H in his first one, then he needs to tear down the Bucks and fucking Khan and Hangman and, and Jungle Boy in this one, bro. Like, and, and say what's what. And then you will really see people tuning in going forward as to as to what happens now uh i talked to who was it on with me on oh, friday i'm losing my mind but they said no because of that where's the where how do you pay that heat off right you know like you, right. you can, that's, that's you can what i was to, gonna say yeah what do you, how do you pay it off because and let you know it, it may it, you know if it's something down the road where the the way it, i see it is mm -hmm. is fucking cody yeah, Cody. Cody it's, comes it's, to fucking be the guy to stick up for AEW. That's that's how you pay that off right there. Yeah, and and because it, it, it translates, and he can easily right. step into that. Because, uh, um, what else is what's what's his heat going to be? I'm back in the big leagues. Well, why why didn't you come here originally? What was you know what was that journey about? So I don't know. I, I my guess is they won't do that. They won't stoke those fires because coke doesn't talk about pepsi and rules are meant to be broken but i would see that him his motivations his character's motivation for coming back would be um i was searching for that final uh for my for my legacy to be cemented that i am the best in the world. I am the number one guy and I never got that Cena mania match. I never got that yeah. WrestleMania main event. This is the time I want it. And I'm, I'm going to get it in this run. And uh, I even, it, you know, even say, I even went to, uh, uh, you know, uh, different horizons to chase this, um, to, to cement my legacy or whatever the case. And it turns out there's a dog and pony show 
over there. You know, something maybe a dig like that, but I don't see him um, yeah. scorching it because in in the WWE lexicon, there is no Kenny Omega or the Young yeah. Bucks. Well, I think, uh, I mean, in, in the wrestling world there is, but, uh, you know, overall, but I think that if you really want to raise the stakes, it's loser has to get a shitty tattoo of the other opponents choosing on their neck. So like punk would have to get a portrait of Colt Cabana and fucking (laughs) uh, Cody would have to get what, what would be a bad one for Cody to have to get on the other side of his neck? Uh, Uh, A a Mindy's muffin or something. Phoenix. (laughs) points oh shit man Uh, but we'll see which way things go because tonight is history you guys Uh, it's the final Monday Night Raw under the McMahon ownership and with Vince being persona non grata with the FBI stuff coming down with the craziness of what they're trying to do to Trump de Trump and might shit hammer him here you may see some oh my god Joey Styles moments that nobody was expecting uh, coming out and going forward and uh, we'll see, but I think $9 billion can buy your way out of almost most trouble that you want to, you want to get out of. So, Oh, but it, it didn't buy a good uh, spectrum signals or every other tech issue we had today, you guys here on nine 11. Uh, but I appreciate you guys hanging uh, with us and Timmy Baltimore quarterback in this thing today. I really appreciate you, man, hanging tough and, um, and working around my schedule, not feeling too well. I feel a lot better now than before we started Tylenol kicked in, but, uh, what do you got coming up? I know there's shows in Joppa coming up with MCW. You're going to be uh, hanging and banging out there this Saturday. Uh, it will be, what's the date on Saturday, Saturday, September the 16th. It is MCW Bruiser strong at the RJ Meyer arena, uh, a, um, 11 man gauntlet match uh for the 11 times that rj the bruiser meyer was the mcw heavyweight champion so we honor him he's basically the the franchise player of of uh of the uh promotion and has been for a long time but he died of leukemia two years ago so um you can actually uh there there's going to be the shows are going to be starting on premiere if they haven't already uh if you guys want to check them out and hear the the soundbite stylings of one uh timmy baltimore and and check out the great action um uh what else uh that that's pretty much it um uh i may have some some uh other projects coming up uh but i'll keep you guys plugged in and tuned thanks for hanging out with us during the technical difficulties you guys yeah. are the best really appreciate y'all and the time change and and the all of it. You guys are the best fans in wrestling. So thank you. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed your ride home and the, the veterans in the locker room from Charles the hammer Evans to, Oh shit. Uh, yeah. He's in the hammer. house he, and, and hammer's probably going to join us on the Friday locker room this week, uh, pending, uh, the, the, my computer doesn't restart in the middle of the fucking show. Uh, and, and as well as, uh, truth Magnum, AKA Shiloh Mount, man, uh, you never speaking know who's going to show up here. Speaking yeah, of ahead, the man. pledge of pledge of allegiance, Charles, <laughs> points getting his shit in i'll tell that story another time yeah when well, charles yeah, isn't well. on the chat you know, he's not. <laughs> uh, but oh, uh like a boss yeah boss player baby uh but but y'all yeah, i'll be at uh, immortal championship wrestling this weekend in west Merland, aka middle east Moreland, uh the 916 doing our celebration beating the shit out of three other tag teams tag team four corners match so i look forward to 
crushing some infidels with my man Blaze Haram, no doubt. And uh, as like I said, a big cannabis week with meetings in the state capitol. And uh, tomorrow, actually, all the uh, license holders are meeting with the Office of Cannabis Management that has fucked them all over and held up the process. So it could be a 200-man battle royal tomorrow. It should be pretty interesting uh, scenario. So there'll be some updates uh, going on with that. Uh, I appreciate everybody who's done uh, some retweeting and help along with that. I put some petition stuff out and plenty of World Trade Center 7 stuff today to, to shake, rattle, and roll. But uh, we rolled through it, Timmy. Some hot headlines today, some hot takes for uh, Kaz, but uh, let's be careful what we put out there. Numbers are doing well at Hameen Media Group Verified Account. So thank you guys for, for everything you're doing there, the whole squad. Again, big shout out to Billy Ray Valentine, uh, Colin Wysong, and Big Ray getting together for uh, Billy Ray's uh, big 9-11 uh, consortium that he had in New York City there. So happy to see HMG generals uh, really working together on, on each other's projects, man. And, and thanks to you, Timmy B, Tiny Tim, I'm Nod Snevitz, a.k.a. Don Stevens, uh, breaking it all down for you guys here on the late afternoon Monday locker room. Yalla. <laughs> Get vaccinated. Or don't.